<laughs> Not so much. Hey, welcome to the show. We do got a lot to talk about. It is Super Bowl week, uh, which means there are a lot of marketing going on as far as the NFL is concerned. There are Super Bowl parties. And it's down in New Orleans. I'm not, I don't think I'm going down there this year or to the Super Bowl. I don't know what you guys got going on as far as, I don't know, y'all being in Arizona. What's the party scene like? Um, it's, oh, I don't know. It's golf courts. If it, I stay it, here, I do. If it, if I stay here, it's Phoenix Open for me. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I can, you know what? I forget about the Phoenix. I will be there on Saturday. I will be there on Saturday. I'll be on my couch on Sunday. And Monday and Tuesday. Well, <laughs> please. No, I, I I love the commercials, man. I, that's why when people ask me if I like if I could ever have the opportunity to go to a Super Bowl, I'd go just for the atmosphere. But the game kind of gets lost in the fray. I think. I mean, I think you'd probably attest to that because whenever you go, like you went to Dallas, right? Yeah, I, when I, I was there. I never go to the game. It's I don't think oh. it's, it's a it's a regular game. It's a regular football game. You have two, and sometimes it's not two of the best teams. And then it's two of the best teams that played at that moment that got into the Super Bowl. Now, that's me saying that sitting here in the chair. But it's to me, it's a regular football game. It takes two weeks to market and pub it up. Now, a game that really doesn't matter is the Pro Bowl, and we and we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, we won't talk long, but briefly about that. But the Super Bowl is the atmosphere. You mm-hmm. go out there and you get an atmosphere from Wednesday. There will be people tomorrow. People will be down there ready to find out where is the party, where is the spot. And it's a great opportunity for towns and cities to make a lot of money. Yeah, New Orleans deserves it after all they've been through. Yeah, it's a good way for them to make it back. Indiana, Indianapolis well, well, was a blast last year. Yeah, you know why I didn't go to Indy? Because I went to Dallas and it was cold. I'm saying I'm never going to a cold Super Bowl. It was cold. But that's why we have to do our thing out here. So we have to know. We, you know, we try to do it with Marley. And that still probably work out. Because no one's going to the Super Bowl next year in New York. I don't think. New York is New York. Atmosphere, good food, but cold. Who wants to be in a cold? Yeah, but where's the stadium? It's not in New York City. So there's a commute from... It would how be, far is it away from the city? I, it's, I, it's the, I don't know New York very well. And in Jersey? It's, yeah, it's going to be played in um, where New York plays. No, no, but I mean, how far... The party's going to be... Yeah, see, there's a party in New York City. There's not really a party right. in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Yeah, and they say New York. That's quite the commute. I don't know. It could I mean, be, it was. It, it could be in the um, baseball stadium. We stayed. No, it's at the football stadium. I'm saying, it? but it could be in the baseball stadium. Oh. It depends on what holds more. I, I don't know. I, I actually don't care either. But you know, like again. <laughs> I mean, we, but that's a commute though, because last year, I mean, even when when we were in Indianapolis, we stayed. There's a 20 goal. minutes uh, away. So that's not, 20 hold minutes hold away is not hold bad. Hold on, hold on. So if it's in Glendale, it's not a commute? Oh, no, it is. It is. <laughs> but that, that, that's the biggest commute of them all. I know, and you're, and what you're a commuting waste. from Scottsdale. I mean, because the parties are in Scottsdale for the most part. I wouldn't mind having a Super Bowl back in Sun Devil. Yeah. In Dallas and uh, Pittsburgh. That was fun. That was fun. That was fun. Because it's here in 2015, right? It's, that's, yeah, that's what we were talking about. Well, one of the things I was alluding to, we got to start setting up our... Super Bowl parties for next year. I'm uh, not next year, but two years. Yeah, two years. Yeah. 
but start preluding it towards uh, their venue. Tiger Woods, golf. Did you guys watch any golf? Yeah. I watched a lot of golf. You I did? did? Yeah, you know, yeah. I did, I did too. Uh, I, watched, I watched a lot of golf over and over. Now, I watched the first round of it, then they played late on the night, and I watched it like I didn't even see it earlier that day. Um, that's how much it was so impressive to see what Tiger was doing. Well, you had an exciting weekend, didn't you? <laughs> My weekend's always exciting. Yeah, watching golf all weekend is very exciting. Watching me, golf all weekend is exciting, but watching it are twice. Are you being, uh, facetious or are you for real? No, I love it. Yeah, I, I, I like, um, I can watch golf. Twice. Football I can't watch, yes. I cannot watch football on TV. Cannot do it. I'd rather watch highlights of football, and then that's probably one time. Like the Red Zone channel? But, yeah, I don't know. Tory Pines is, is one of changed. my favorite courses too. Yeah, I mean, and but, okay. People, what she said, Tory Pines does that give uh, Tiger Woods credit? His win is credit. That's seventy-five wins, eight at Tory Pines. He knows that course. What's more, the story: Tiger Woods went in there, or Tiger Woods might have lost there. Uh, it, it would have been the latter, I think. If, if he would have lost there, it would have been like, well, this it's not the great greatest way to start off a year as a, a season, a golf season. I think him winning there is. He's not getting enough credit for what he's been. I mean, he won three times last year. He played all right. Uh, his final round, he shot. He shot even final round. I feel like when he was up seven strokes, it was more like just get me off the course. I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to reaggravate any injuries. But it, I kind of it finally showed. And I was watching his uh, post game uh, press conference, and he he seemed human. He seemed like he was like, okay, I was gonna win. I wasn't gonna lose. Get off my ass. You know, and before you would be like, oh, I missed uh, on 15 that, that, that hooded seven iron. Uh, uh, it's, it's really, I'm going to have to go practice that after the round. He's, he's human now. And it's a game of misses. And, and because it's Tiger Woods and what he's done, and, you know, you talk, you can correlate all this to what Jack Nichols did. If he hit a bad shot, they go crazy like he can't hit a bad shot. Tiger Woods can hit bad shots. He's going to continue to hit bad shots. But what made him part of Tiger Woods was his recovery out of trouble that we couldn't even and that's imagine. that's always how it's yeah. there. And that's why... Phil Mickelson is one of my favorite guys because his imagination around the green. Tiger Woods just, he gets around the green and does the same thing. But Phil's imagination just, and I, and I don't know if they too far apart from each other, you know, as, as the golfers and their imagination and what they do. But Tiger Woods got, gets in trouble and comes out of trouble and still maybe the savage of par. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think with Phil, it's, he's always lacked the mental toughness that Tiger's had because he's, he's had a well-rounded yeah. life with a family. We've talked about this many times on the show. He has kids. He has wife. He had his wife and his, I believe his uh, mother-in-law or his mother had the battles with cancer that he had them, to deal with. Did, yep. Tiger just Tiger shut his, himself off from reality for the majority of his life due to how his father raised him and how he became, he was just a robot to play golf. Tiger's, Tiger, in my opinion, reminds me of Michael Jackson. He was shut off because he was, he he was, was trained, trained to do it. He was, yeah, exactly. He was trained to be a robot. All Tiger knew was golf. Tiger never had a life. And I'm not making any excuses. That's a good analogy. I never thought of that before. That's true. what I do. I come up with that stuff. Cindy? It's like easy. I know. It's I shouldn't like, like, do that. Easy. Okay. Anyways. Well, <laughs> Well, these guys are trained. You can raise someone to be successful, but you got to be able to stay with them their entire time. When Tiger Woods' dad passed away, Tiger Woods had no one. He's close with his mom, but his dad was the was the machine. Was yeah, the was, that was the force behind what he was trying to do. You look at these guys and now. I didn't say Tiger Woods was a good husband. I didn't say he was a, uh, you know, a good father. I just said I always thought he was just a exceptional golfer. Yeah, a exceptional golfer, and and that's. He never had that life of dating, really. We never seen. I've never seen any stories of Tiger Woods dating growing up. I never. We watched Kobe when he was coming up as a kid. He takes Brandy to the prom, or Brandy takes him to the prom. One of them. But we get to see that type of life with 
certain guys, and then Kobe's a machine too. He was raised to play basketball. Yeah. Well, you get to see those certain things, but when you see it on the other side of it, like a Michael Jackson or a Tiger Woods, you, you forget that these guys are human. They just never had a human, a human life. They're like Drago. Drago, Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he dies, he dies. Drago. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's talk about exceptional. But you talk about. Hey. Huh? He was good. Well, I don't. Um. <laughs> no, and now did you see? Speaking of Mickelson, that he's backtracking now on his whole tax. What a you punk! You know what? You know, I got. I don't got a problem with guys going too far. I got a problem when they go too far and they take it back. I, I really do. I don't have a problem with you going too far if that's what you mean. But and he, he didn't mean that. He didn't mean it. Yeah, let's not. But don't. But don't take it back because yeah. he had. He had his stage to say what he wanted to say. Obviously, he sat around his buddies and they talked about that. He said, "Yeah, you know what." When the camera get in my face, I'm going to be prevailed to say that. Mm -hmm. And he said it. He probably, you get uh, right. I think he believed it. Yeah, I mean, you never really yeah. question Phil Mickelson's uh, morals or... Uh, Integrity. Or, yeah, well, and also just his personality. He's very he's very floaty, but down the down the course, you know, he's smiling. He's always nodding at the crowd. Family life once again. But but look. but he's voted as the, the person uh, around his peers. Guy. No, least likable guy on the tour. Tiger Woods was. No. Phil Mickelson was voted on by his peers as the least, most least, the least likable guy on tour. I don't you know, know who why. Was voting? Those losers who couldn't beat him. Maybe, but Tiger uh, Woods was that guy too. Tiger Woods was that guy that they didn't like because Tiger Woods didn't talk. He, yeah, but Tiger also made golf re relevant for them. Yeah. Brought more money, bigger purses, bigger sponsors. Tiger did that for all That's these guys. That's what I said when everybody was uh, killing Tiger because of his his outside life and and not his athletic life. That's what I was saying. Yeah, he I, made the sport. Marketable, profitable. He did. He brought more sponsorship dollars into golf than anyone. Yeah, I mean, and ever. and he made every single golfer that came after him an athlete, and every single golfer before him an because athlete he, because it wasn't body. looked at as a sport before Tiger came in to a certain extent. It was you. You didn't need a, to be an athlete to be a golfer. It you was could a be, leisure activity. Yeah, you could look it, like it John Daly. It was like bowling. <laughs> it was like bowling. You could look like you could look like John Daly and still win majors. And yeah. John Daly well, won a major. There are some sports where you don't have to look like me. You know, very athletic. <laughs> <laughs> but you, there, you, you can in bowling. I'm not gonna give a, you a laugh. That's for that. really a mental game. You gotta be. That's practice. I try bowling every time I go there. I try bowling. I'm thinking this is easy. It's not easy. You gotta put work in. Whatever you're doing to be successful. Tell about that's the what, bumpers. Okay. <laughs> that's but it. I did. And the eight pound pink balls. I did apparently. have to credit him because who? Mickelson. Going back to this, you guys get off tap. Anyways, no, please. But he um, he was complaining about making. I make too much money, therefore I don't want to do this anymore. And there's people without jobs that would. Well, tell him quit. And nobody. What? I don't feel sorry for him saying some craziness like he said he makes too much money. So and his putting taxes... him in a higher tax bracket, um, it took him out of the owner. He was going to be part of the ownership group to buy the San Diego Padres, and he pulled out of it because of the earnings and stuff like him that, but he apologized. But he apologized for being insensitive about talking about all of this stuff and putting well, him in Don't too. say it in the first place. If, you're, if, you're, if you feel like you're going to be insensitive, then don't, you know what, say it to your friends. Most you know, people, if he's going to make methodically, they think about what they're about to say before they say it. I agree. If he's not, if you don't mean it, don't say it. I mean, he, if he just came, he hit a mic in his in his face, and he just spoke. In two thousand eight or two thousand nine, I think Tiger made one hundred and thirty, and he made like one hundred and twenty five million in that year. Take fifty percent. You're still making sixty million dollars. Do you know how much money that is for for the common folk, quote unquote? It's a lot he of money. But I'm not, I'm not taking anybody money away from them they earn. But that's a lot of money. Even if he lost half of it, it's still a lot of money. But Absolutely. you know, it, it it goes back 
to this when he was a kid. He was building up to make that type of money, make himself marketable. Why guys you say don't like him, uh, why guys I say don't like Tiger, but Ty those guys, Phil and Tiger, made the golf sports what it was. The golf, or what it was. And Tiger, marketably, profitably, he made it that game to go watch. Or that game, did you want to sit all weekend Absolutely. and watch it? Yeah. What do you do with that much money? I mean, $60 million is a lot of money. What do you do? I mean, 120 million. You do whatever million. you want to. You, you, you put your name in the market. Look at Magic Johnson. Sure. Look what Magic Johnson is doing sure. with his money. Look, this guy's a, a great businessman. He is. He's a mogul. He is. And they're getting they're getting seven billion dollars over the next twenty five years for making a Dodger channel. Right. And so that's I mean, Magic is the antithesis of everything that's wrong with making all this money and like all these athletes getting in problems with you know not being able to save their money or whatnot. I, I don't really judge. I don't care. But he's like he's come out of the woodworks here. Been on TV for the past ten or twelve years talking about basketball, and then now. He's, well, he's, Magic Magic got in it. He put himself in a circle where he was under. He was able to understand how to make money and what to do with his money. Some guys can't get in that circle, so they don't know what to do with a hundred. No, that's million. true. They that's true. He, absolutely, and he, that's why I don't judge. I don't know. I don't know the 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 background behind it. But just, I don't judge. He's not the only one that owns the Dodgers, money. though. Right. I mean, there's exactly. a guy with a lot more money that, that he's that the name. Magic. He's the face, and then you have the silent partners that just carry. That just get the paychecks. And what and what's the um, which is always good. What's the uh, he got, he owns a bunch of. Theaters, Starbucks. Magic Johnson Theaters. Yeah, the theaters and the Starbucks. Magic is not an idiot. And when nope. I say that, not because he's, he's made money, but he's put himself in a position to make money. He put himself in a position around people who can talk to him about things to do. To continually with, make money. Yeah, yeah. Without, you know, use that sport that you play, you grew up playing that. Use that to make yourself, that's your brand. Use it to make yourself marketable when you're done playing. I do want to talk about the Baltimore Ravens. I do want to talk about San Francisco 49ers. We can do that all together. Uh, who has the better? Who has the edge in this game? When you look with the um, San Francisco 49ers in their offense, a run offense, but they have a quarterback that has, you know, he, RG3, and I think Cam, and I think Michael Vick back in the mix with this uh, with the coach now. What what uh, Colin Kaepernick is doing is, and what RG3 is doing, they're changing offenses around the league. So my question is, who has the edge in this game and with that defense that Baltimore Ravens have? This could be a stalemate. But but you look at the San Francisco 49ers defense, and they are, they are what are they, number two? Number two in the league? They were my fantasy defense, but, and they made more points to me from, and, than anybody else on my team. But if you look at, if you look at it, though, you, you would have to say, I mean, you could easily say San Francisco 49ers wins the Super Bowl. But you look what happened in, from the game, from what's the first game they had at home, Baltimore Ravens. Motion of game. It's been all emotion for them, and they've been able to play on these emotions. Football is already an emotional game, but they've been able to play on these emotions and win games. I didn't think they would go to um, Denver and beat the Broncos. Yeah, or go to New England and no. beat New England. Yeah, or beat, yeah, but they had to go through Denver first. I didn't think they would be able to do it, but the emotional part takes its toll, and the other team buys into that stuff at some point. It seeks in because you saw you seen the you saw the. New England Patriots start doing things that uncharacteristic of them, like dropping too. passes. No, I mean it, you have you have the Ravens. Yep. You have the Ravens defense that is finally that's finally uh, coming together at the right time. And they're healthy, and it looks and like Ed the Reed's Ravens healthy. Defense. Terrell Suggs is healthy-ish. He, he's as healthy as he's going to be. Ray Lewis, same thing. They brought people back correctly. They waited till the end of the year to bring Ray Lewis back, where they could have rushed him back. He might not even have sat a game if he didn't want. I it. think this if was it was up Ray to him, Lewis he wouldn't though. have said. I think Ray Lewis. Went, a lot of guys. Guys like Ray Lewis, and we'll take a break and we'll come back and talk about that, but that's, you make a point. Guys like Ray Lewis, uh, if they can walk, they're going to find a way to run. Right. I, I know these guys. Um, so let's, let's do this. Let's take a break. Why am I supposed to talk? 
Alex Clancy, Cindy, let's get in the studio. We'll be back. flagship station for sports voice america sports the job of a professional athlete is never complete in life after the game host lamar campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world you'll understand the goals motivations and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career tune in to life after the game with lamar campbell Every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Formula Sports Talk. <laughs> Get your hands out of your pants. <laughs> it's cold in here. My hands not. I got on shorts and sweats. So, and what did you, your eyes doing that? Looking at my hands <laughs> in my pants. They're not in my pants, really. They're just on on my uh, pants. <laughs> and we were talking about the Baltimore Ravens, San Francisco 49ers. I do also want to make a comment about the uh, parlor saying football is not going to be with us in 30 years. We'll get to that. Uh, Quayne Harris, real quickly, played for the San Francisco 49ers, was in the paper for beating up his love. He got a felony charge for beating up his lover. And everybody say Quayne. It's spelled K-W-A-M-E. So you would think it was Kwame, but it's Quayne. I met the guy. I know the guy. He worked out at he worked out a few places. It was it was over soy sauce, right? It was over soy sauce. He put some <laughs> soy sauce on his rice and he didn't want it. So I but I even more importantly, I didn't know the guy was uh you know, I didn't know he was uh, gay, um, that he had a boyfriend and all that stuff. But you never know about people. So it's it's just what Barack and doing everything he's doing and saying everything he's saying, it's, it's easier for people to come on, I guess. Then just It wasn't Kwame Lassiter. It was Quayne Harris. Just but FYI. there's got to be many myriad people that, that have been homosexual that have played in the NFL. Some of them are scared to come out because of the physical oh, yeah, football. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Men, men were, women were more open and freely with who they are, who they want to be, they don't care. I mean, not necessarily, but since Ellen DeGeneres, yeah. Um, well, if you have if you have the avenue in which to do it, like you have your own TV show, or you have something that no, you... she was going to do that anyway. It, she's you, a, she's, you don't know if that's true or not. She's, she's, a, she's a... But she's before she inherited... But yeah. she, was a pay, she paved the way, but it doesn't mean she's the only one. Because, she had, so the, she, because she had the... I don't think that TV show was... That was 
okay, she came Dallas out on had her avenues to play play professional ball. No. They just scared to do it. They won't come out exactly. and do it. That's what I'm saying. But, but they I have mean, women. Women are probably scared to do it too in their sports as well. Even though a lot of times they're considered to be lesbians just because they play a certain sport, which I don't agree with. But I mean, I don't no, agree with it. No, I don't. There's a can of worms wide open. No, I don't know. No, I'm just saying, like it's it's that's our society we live say, in, which is messed say, up, but that's just how it is. You would is, say basketball and it's in certain women's sports, but I don't. I don't it, I don't it agree with it, it because uh, let's say there are some in basketball. It used to well, be that way about softball too until uh, yeah. Jenny Finch came out. And then, around. well, they they market <laughs> they, they made they market Jenny Finch and say there's still some beauty in the sport. But let's say there are some in bas- women's basketball. Real quick, and we need to get to football again. But if there are some in um, football, ma- male male sports, they just most men won't come out now. But it's yeah. and right now, 2013, it's, it, to me, it feels like it's easier to well, do. Well, do you remember Tim Hardaway in 2010, either 2009 or 2010, got interviewed after he'd been retired for years. He said, there's no place in sports for gay people, blah, blah. He just said the most, the most homophobic, oh, yeah. and it was awful. Yeah. And it's like that's exactly why people don't because right. football like is the most stupid. Fo- huh? Well, okay, but that doesn't mean that they don't exist by the millions. Football is the most manly sport. I take away rugby, but like the you most know, manly hockey, sport. Rugby, football. Okay, in the United States alone, take away take away Canada, take away overseas. Football is the man's sport. That's what you're a man if you play football. And a lot of people don't think that homosexuals are men if they're which I don't agree with as well, but I mean that's why people are scared to come out as you said. Most homosexuals don't want straight men anyway. So you are you. To me, it's you like who you like. You know, I'm not that guys don't come don't approach me with the nonsense. Um, but I'm not going to judge you for who you are, who you want to be. And just because and you're straight doesn't mean you like every like. For me, I'm straight. It doesn't mean like every guy that I run into. And the same thing for a homosexual guy isn't gonna. He has no interest in someone that's put it this way. If he was still on the straight, 49ers and this story came out right before the, be Super Bowl, the Super Bowl, that would be it. Yeah. That'd be the front page story. Which is so ridiculous, and just stick to not that he's thing. homosexual, but that he had that incident on the soy sauce incident. It would, and that would be we wouldn't be even talking about football. That story would be parallel to football, and then New Orleans lose the marketing that you know that you go there for right. and hang the atmosphere. All right, but the edge in football and playing the game back on the field, and not playing the field back on the field. Um, the Forty ers I, I like everything that. I like everything that the Baltimore Ravens has done. Uh, Flacco, eight and four, quarterback with the most postseason wins on the road. But they still look at Flacco as not that guy. And and, and I was trying to compare him because I heard some uh, one of the publications. Who does he remind you of? And I was thinking about Brian Greasy. Remember Brian Greasy from Miami? Yeah, because yeah, like, he just go about his business and he just win games. But he was a lot. Brian Greasy was a lot more efficient. Because he wasn't throwing the ball down the field 25, 25 yards or more, more Brian, than anybody Brian in the Greasy, NFL. Brian Greasy, the son. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 They played yeah. for Denver and, and right. nineteen and, other yeah. teams. And Mi- <laughs> Miami right. and Miami. But yeah, he just he just looked. He's a guy just, just go about his business and he wins games. And they, but when you look up, you're like, Dang, he's eight and four. He's won all his games on the road. Um, and they still talk about him as not that efficient quarterback. I'm one of the guys who talk about him as not that guy. And, and I think most quarterbacks or most organizations owners. They put quarterbacks as the face of that team, and he just don't. When I think about the Baltimore Ravens, I don't think about Flacco. No, unless he loses a game. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think of Ray Lewis. I think yeah. of Ray which Lewis. is which is very rare. Ray Lewis and Ed Reed both. Ray right. Rice. I think of them both. Yeah, me too. Ray well, Rice. But Ray Rice has just come in the Rice, past few yeah. years. No, I don't think of Ray Rice. I think if it's come, I think of Ray Rice when he fumbles twice in a game. Yeah, which has happened never in his career besides that one game right. they ended up winning. Yeah. How about this? Though? Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, I remember. I remind. Which is weird. Joe Flacco reminds me 
of the early career of Ben Roethlisberger because he didn't do it pretty. He didn't put up gaudy numbers. He didn't throw a lot of touchdowns. He got the job done. And they're both working franchises. Baltimore is a working city. Pittsburgh is the steel mill city. And it's like the steel capital, whatever you want to call it. And they very, very, and they do it low key. They're not all in the tabloids. They're not doing anything. Take away Ben Roethlisberger with the accident and then the alleged, uh, the, the, Poor situation he got himself into. Oh, right. Uh, no, um, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, consistently. Um, uh, uh, so, yeah. Well, yeah. So take away that. Like they just win under Ro- the radar. Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger well, you, you got to think about Pittsburgh's defense too. Well, and Ravens defense too. I know exactly. But we thinking about who's their face when I look at that. If I look at Pittsburgh, I look at Pittsburgh's defense. But Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger's is that guy that you know he's. He's kind of a Brett Favre. He plays hurt, plays hard, yeah. and he shows up. He's been to three Super Bowls. This guy's been to three Super Bowls, one, two. Um, he was ready as a rookie. As I mean, a rookie. He's, a, he's a gigantor. He is. So going and he could have lost two with that fumble that happened with uh, Jerome Bettis. And Antonio Holmes not catching the ball in the right. end zone. Exactly. <sighs> yeah. Oh, he could have lost three there. Huh, interesting. But Flacco, he's in a contract year, and they, they're talking about not giving him franchise number. So Should they? Again, but I go, that goes back to what I was saying, that when you look at these organizations, these football teams, he's not really the face of the team. Like, why would you go get another quarterback and start all over when this guy does? When you look up, at the end of the day, he wins football games on the road for you, big games and postseasons. Yeah, I mean, but the defense did hold uh, the Patriots to 13 points, so that is the defense. Uh, how many really star quarterbacks are there in the NFL? Star there are 32 five. teams, about so five. how many are there? About so that, that means that, well, take away before this year, because you have Russell Wilson, Kaepernick, RG3, Andrew Luck. That's four that they didn't have last year. Well, that's them young guys. I'm talking about guys that we've, who've been around, who's been on the center for a while. Yeah, there aren't that many. So even if you're the face of your organization, it's not a great face. Stars, you want to have stars, a positive face. Stars as far as marketability or on the field plan. Well, being the face of an organization, as you previously alluded yeah, to. Yeah, uh, it's about five of those guys that you can really look at and say, I can still market this guy. He's our face, even though we got a great defense. And they win, too. And they, they win. win. Yeah. And they win football games. Uh, you look, you mentioned four guys who came out of nowhere. Uh, I don't think Russell, Russell Russell Wilson, we knew about him, went to North Carolina State, had a year to play, played baseball, had a year to play, goes to Wisconsin, get drafted in the third round. I, I don't know if you say he came out of nowhere, but it feels like it. Sure does. It feels yeah. like he Not comes so much out of, anymore. Yeah, but. it feels like he came out of nowhere because they Matt Flynn – they got gave this guy buku money, <laughs> and then well, you got to look at the coaches too. Matt Flynn, this coach made a great decision. I don't know who was coach of the year this year. I, I think it should be Pete Carroll, but that I mean that's me personally. But then you come out and you see um, Colin Kaepernick, second round Nevada, comes out of nowhere. Yeah, you get these guys opportunities. It, a lot of anybody can be successful when somebody believes in them. These this coach believed in Wilson, figured out he was the best best guy for the team, and he's six. He's Five eleven. He got that defense to where he wanted yep. to get it to, and he got the, and they built the defense first. And he 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 rejuvenated Marshawn Lynch's career in the last three years with that offensive line and and the schemes that they they run with. Lynch was running like that in uh, Buffalo. Yeah, but he was hurt. I mean, he but he was playing behind Willis McGahee for a while there, wasn't he? Yeah, because they look look they, the marketing again. Who's who? Which I don't. I'm not a real fan of. You put the best guy in, yeah. but when you got to share time, you can't get rhythm. And, True. And look, we look at Pittsburgh. They're trying to share time. They need Mendenhall to step up. Mendenhall has to step up for Pittsburgh to be successful, even though Roethlisberger is there. I think their defense is okay now at right. this point. All right, you go to RG3 in Washington. He could be the face of Washington. He is the face of Washington. Yeah, he is. I, and the running back. 
could be that next guy. Mm-hmm. Alfred Morris. Alfred Morris. And then who, who, Andrew Luck will be the face there no matter what. Andrew Luck. Yeah, because that's really – it's going to be Andrew Luck for the next 12, 15 years. I hope yeah. so. 12, 15 years. I didn't, Andrew Luck is the – He's the truth. He is worthy of that first-round pick. First pick in his well, it'll be interesting to see if the sophomore slump happens to all four of them. That's like it happened to Cam Newton, like it happened to Josh Freeman, people, like it happened to the guys before. Well, I think you get those sophomore slumps when these guys come in raw. A, not, a whole lot of the playbook is not in their hands, so they're successful at what they do. Oh, sure, Cam Newton. And Cam Newton was Cam one of them. Now yeah. Cam Newton got more to play, but I also thought Cam Newton his first year could have played a lot better. Or maybe it was early in his second year. The offensive coordinator has to take care of him. And, you know, you got a young quarterback that you're grooming. you got a guy who can win football games for you. The office coordinator had this guy throwing the football all up and down the field. You got Stewart and uh, D'Angelo Hall, D'Angelo uh, Williams. Williams. Run the football. You start football games by running the football. And Mike Tolbert. This now. is not. Yeah. This is not Warren uh, Warren Moon and the Houston Oilers when they had the four or five receivers. You run the football. You establish how you're going to dictate this game, uh, physical or what. Then you got a guy who can throw the ball. You got a guy like Kaepernick who can run and can throw the ball. You got Cam Newton who can run and throw the ball. Yeah, you, but, and you got two running backs. Don't just throw the ball up and down the field. I think they get one more receiver, Carolina. They'll be a good team. Yeah, but I mean, in the, in his first two years in the NFL, he's had leads going into the fourth quarter. He's put in, he's put his defense on the field with a lead, and they've blown it for him. I've, I've probably seven, eight games. I would say between six and eight games. I saw it was against New Orleans. Uh, I remember twice against New Orleans. They had him last year. I remember like these teams, these really good teams they had, and uh, his defense blew it for him. I think. Uh, when you mature in quarterbacks, I think the office coordinator plays a huge part in that. And then when the quarterback becomes a star, sometimes you forget about the office coordinator. But you go back and say, this guy took care of him along the way. He raised him to be this guy, to be successful in the NFL. We knew he was going to be good. We know he still is good. I think they got it. They left. They kept uh, Rivera as the head coach. Which is, I think was the right move. Yeah, I do too, because you don't want to mess anything up defensively. Yeah. But, you know, if you got a guy who can respond. Because they play well at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. They just lost too many early. Like You right. mentioned the New Orleans game. Mm-hmm. They lost the Tampa game. They, they played well later in the season. And that's what you want to be, be able your team to do. We're going to take a break. I, I think so. You got some Clancy Corner? Uh, yeah. Right, we, we, let's, let's go. No, let's let's go right into Clancy. You want to do it? All right. So, uh, being a Laker fan that I am, you can't fault me for being ecstatic about what's happened over the past two games in Lakerland. They beat Oklahoma City. The they beat them by I believe six or seven. They finally. I, I remember midway through the second quarter, I my eyes blurred open and I realized that it just clicked. That something finally happened with this team. I thought. It, I didn't think that it would be a momentary thing that would make everything change, but I believe that it has. There's been reports that Kobe and Steve Nash have sat with a drawing board and tried to figure out how this backcourt could lead this team to victory, getting the front court involved, getting all these pieces involved, all these all-stars involved, all these potential Hall of Famers involved, and they decided to change roles, make Kobe be the facilitator, and make Steve Nash be the scorer. It's unbelievable to me that this was even fathomable by them. Let's put it this way. In the first seven games of the year, Kobe had 29 assists. He had 28 in the last two games. Before the last two games, the Lakers were 2-10. and 10. Kobe averaged 4.2 assists per game, 24 shots per game. In the last two games, he's, he's had 28 assists, and they're 2-0. and 0. It's unbelievable how... When Kobe Bryant wants to be a facilitator, he can be. When he wants to be LeBron-ish, I use that very lightly, he is. And I believe in the next eight games, the combined record of teams they're playing is 151 and 197. Take away Miami and Brooklyn, 96 and 166. 
in the next six games. If they can go on a little run here and win some games, get into the playoff picture, people will forget about the beginning of the year, forget about the problems, and look at the Lakers as a contender again. If it wasn't the Lakers being two ga- or four games out of the playoff race, nobody would be looking at the playoff race this early. So you need to stick it with that and just let the Lakers do what they do. They will make the playoffs. They, in my opinion, will win a playoff series, and then everybody will come back next year, sign Dwight Howard, and they'll be the team they're going to be for years to come. So people just need to relax once again, and just watch the Lakers do what they do. You know why you're talking so passionate about the Lakers? Because the Lakers are who they are. They are, they, they are that team. So I don't buy into the rebuilding of the Lakers. And, and they had no choice. It's an 82-game season. So they had to make some adjustments. That's easily for uh, people to forget about what happened. when they, I, th- I think they make the playoffs. I think they get an 8-7 to seven seed. Um, but they had no choice. And I think the two best players on that team... Kobe Bryant and Steve Nash. And we said on the show that Steve Nash is a scorer. He just had to, we watched him here in Phoenix having to do it all for these guys when the organization of the Phoenix Suns just let everybody go that could have possibly been a star here. Earl Clark is another one that's on the Lakers now. Exactly. Another guy gone. But I can see the planning of uh, two MVPs of the uh, association getting together say, let's see how this works. Because Steve Nash can score. Steve Nash is the fifth all-time assist leader, he still can get that done. But when I put so much on Kobe uh, shooting the way he does, Kobe's going to get his points. But we watched Jordan do this in in Chicago. We watched him get everyone involved early. Then he went on his run. Then he ended up getting Scottie Pippen. Then he got Paxson, B.J. Armstrong. He had guys around him that was good role players. And Kobe mentioned, I can have a 10 assists a game, but they won't hit the shots or they'll drop the passes. He mentions this stuff. Now he's trying to instill that trust. They, I think they had a team meeting, and it was it was all out team meeting. But they left, and so called, it wasn't personal. It was just this is it is actually is business. If you take it personal, then you really got a personal problem with that guy. Why can't you play with all that talent and come together? We've been hearing about Gasol. We've been hearing about um, not Metal. Metal's just been there, uh, but he's had a pretty good year actually. Yeah. Um, and, and Dwight Howard, why can't they be on the floor at the same time? It's Mark D'Antonio. I think all the nonsense started when when Buss got in the way of his his ego got in the way of not signing the um, Phil Jackson or Phil Jackson saying he never heard anything about it. So why didn't he put that out there like that? It brings a distraction to what was already a distraction because you had that chemistry that you had to put together, and then you bring some nonsense to it. And you fire Mike Brown, who really wasn't a problem, because look at him now. So you got to really look at it that way. Was Mike Brown really the problem? These guys just come play together. Give 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 the coach the credit card if you're going to destroy his team and bring in new guys. Let them see how that works out. Yeah. Mike and, Brown was more of a defensive guy anyway. Right. One, one thing that people overlook, again, is that they've only played 17 games together. All five guys, this, five, this starting five, well, now Powell's coming off the bench, but the five best players on the Lakers have like only that. played 17 games together due to injury and whatnot. And they've played 45, 44, 45 games this year. They haven't played half the, half of the games played together yet. So it's going to take some time. Through 17 games, last year Miami was 8-9, and nine, and they had everybody from the beginning of the season. Granted, they were younger, they're faster, they're, they play better defense, but still, give these guys some times to cultivate the teamwork and and just just relax. I believe, You know what? I, time It does take time when you put some new pieces together. Because Kobe's time. never played with a point guard before. 
he's ever played out of the triangle offense before. Well, Kobe, you know, some superstars got to go. Kobe, let's say Kobe was that guy. You look at everybody leaving their teams. You look at uh, Darren Williams. Everybody goes. When you're a superstar, you fit into, I don't care if you played in one offense or one defense your whole life. If you go most of your life, your career, when you go to another place, you got to adapt. you got to be able to fit into where it is because you come in there because you are that superstar. You still have some substance to fit to where it is and become that guy of the reason why we trade you or the reason why we was uh, you were so sought after. Kobe never he never played outside of training, but Kobe can play basketball. Yeah, but before not with that, others. Yeah, before, obviously. <laughs> before, <laughs> so. before that, he wasn't in the triangle, so he could play. He was still a basketball guy. He could play basketball. Right. So I, I don't. I, I'm not going to buy that one that he's never played out of triangle because before he got into the triangle, it was something else. Uh, I just think I agree with you. It's going to take some time. That's what the meeting was for. That's what the chemistry and the 17 games. But people are talking about the Lakers because they are the Lakers because they have that talent. We look at. We look at those guys. You got Steve Nash, two-time MVP. You got uh, Dwight Howard, three-time defensive player of the year. You got Kobe, who was Kobe, and you got them good role players around those guys. Uh, we know, I never thought the Lakers had a bench, but no, they don't. I, I think two guys can come off the bench and spell someone and get them enough breather. You got Gasol coming off the bench mm-hmm. now. I think that's a good changer. Although everybody in their time don't want to come off the bench, I understand his gripe. Yeah, but it's the chemistry. That's they they're trying to find the chemistry to make this team work. I like Kobe passing the ball 10, 14 times or having 10 or 14 assists. I like that because I know if it came down to it he had to score, but I don't want to see Kobe or the Lakers get in the bind and Kobe start taking over like now you lose that trust of those guys. Right. To me, now you lose and say, "Okay, we're about to lose." So Kobe's and took like six shots in a row. And this might elongate both Steve Nash and Kobe's career because Kobe won't won't use as much energy on the offensive end because he's passing the ball. Steve Nash won't use as much energy on the offensive end because he'll be shooting the ball and not dribbling around trying to facilitate. He doesn't. Steve Nash doesn't play defense, so he won't be losing that that on that side of the court. And Steve Blake's coming back tonight, so they'll actually have a serviceable backup point guard. Jordan Hill's out for the year. With and he's he's a young cat. That, I forgot all about young, Steve Blake. Steve Blake is a he's, right. He's, he's been out. He's been out twenty five, thirty games. Yeah, he's serviceable. I, I forgot all about. And him. And then Antoine Jameson with this new, with this new two point guard system, he'll get open more. He'll be able to hit open shots. He's starting to get into a rhythm. It's it's all kind of starting to come together through no help of Mike D'Antoni, but he's going to take the credit for it because he's the Laker coach. So I mean, it, it'll be really interesting to see what happens in the in the upcoming weeks. What do you think about? Um, the D lead team trying to get Iverson. I, 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 Iverson shut it down, but that's good because that's one guy who doesn't have a world championship ring, but he did play in a championship game against the Lakers. They got smashed. What is it, five one? Yeah, four one. Yeah, I in mean, five four, games. Four yeah. one. Four one. Sorry. Um, I thought it was good to turn him down because he is one of those guys when a Hall of Fame is mentioned, his name will come up a couple times. Uh, so that was good. Uh, but what you think about? I, I mean. Turning it down, I don't really understand. Maybe he's got other venues that, that he wants to uh, that he wants to uh, investigate. I, I just don't know why he wouldn't take another chance. But he's been out so long. He's, he's been, been trying, but he tried to get in for the past three or four years, you know, that, that, and then nobody's maybe has his feelings hurt. I, I mean, I don't know. Possibly. But maybe. Oh, you know what it is? He's above the D League. That's what it is. He still thinks he could play. He could start on an NBA team. So why would he have to go through the D League to have a tryout for an NBA team? Why wouldn't they just sign me? That that's might, why. That might be. I'm not gonna say that. In my opinion. That's why, in my opinion. Um, that might be the case because the guy's been a star for so long. Like D League yeah. was. How dare I, I say he yeah, was? He's been a star so long. When you have that in your head that you're a star, it's tough to go 
to the minors. Yeah, do you think T.O. would go play? Oh, he did. Never mind. He did. He went to the Arena Football League. But to Cindy's point, you... You you've been a star your entire life. You're not going to the D League. You yeah. put me on a roster, but Iverson did go over to I think it was Turkey, Turkey, and play. Yeah. So that's. It's like telling I, Tom I Cruise to start auditioning for movies. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I want to say it's D League going to Turkey, but do you know that basketball is good over there? That's why all our guys were going there, and they pay you. That's yeah, why. And, all and he's he's in bit. Well, it came out that he was in big time debt. Iverson. Well, he got to give all the jury back. I don't know. He's got to give all the jury back. He'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Get those tattoos removed. What? Uh, no, no tattoos. Don't talk about his tattoos. Don't be disrespectful now. What do you mean to Iverson? The tattoos. The guys get tattoos for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. Now get the tattoos removed off your neck. Well, it was I, funny I think, because you have to pay for the uh, tattoo removal. Sorry. You, never me? mind. Me? Never mind. No, not. Never mind. I, him, no, I think I, I like. Um, I like tattoos. I don't like tattoos on your neck. I, I don't. I don't understand all that because I know because when you look at these guys and they getting. The money they get, and they feel like I never have to work again. But there's a career after your passion. This is their passion, this sports stuff. But there's a career after their passion, and it's hard to market that. And that was one of the things that uh, Colin Kaepernick would say, talk about his tattoo, yeah. because he doesn't look like the quarterback you want him to look like. He doesn't look that like Andrew Luck. Cra- yeah. Ex- yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That is crazy to me. He don't look like the quarterback you want him to look like, but on the field he gets it done. Yeah, but what quarterback? I mean, I I, I understand more, both sides. I mean, just the it, 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 it's, like. it's more of it's personal to him. So why can't he tie sure. his body? Sure. Oh no, I, I'm I'm gonna start by saying who cares? I don't. Nobody should. But what quarterbacks do have tattoos? It just it, it's just funny to think about. They have it's tattoos. Like, you don't see them though. Yeah, they probably there's an out. Oh, I, I, there's a lot of quarterbacks that have tattoos. Absolutely. But it depends on who you want that quarterback to be. You don't want the quarterback to have tattoos all on his arm. San, he looks like a San Francisco quarterback. He, I know he's not. Um, what does that look like exactly? I mean, I, I'm not. He, he just, look, he just, he just got his flat bill hat yeah, on. Yeah, he just looked like he fits on that team. Like, I don't know. Like uh, Alex Smith? Like the real like the real San Francisco quarterback? They look completely Alex, different. No, Alex looked like he fits on that team, and Alex did fit that team. He couldn't be that guy. He only What did he lose, one game? Yeah, yeah. One he'll game. be a Cardinal next year, in my opinion. Anyways, sorry. Because of Bruce Arian? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I, I don't, I don't yeah, mean to change something. You, about the, you sound like you need to take a shower or get a no. cigarette. Well, you, 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 you're you the one that had his hands in his pants? <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I think, anyways. But sorry, go back of, to Kaepernick. So what are they going to do with the, uh, well, okay, the tattoos, Colin Kaepernick. I think, guys, yeah. most of them, who cares? I'm, I'm with that. Who cares? I do care about this to contradict myself. Uh, tattoos on your neck. That's just stupid. That's just well, dumb. and that comes that has nothing to do with the quarterback to me. Like, I don't care if a quarterback has tattoos on his neck, but when he what comes if he's out, the greatest quarterback when he in the comes world? out, I don't care what his neck looks like. I'm saying, what if this guy's the greatest quarterback in the world and he got tattoos on him, and cares? they keep saying, well, they don't want they don't like the pistol offense in the NFL because it it breeds a different type of type of quarterback. So now you got to start drafting accordingly. You won't have to start going to free agency accordingly. Does that offense brings Tim Tebow back? I don't know. That's a, that's an interesting because question. you still got to throw the ball. Now these quarterbacks we're talking about can a, throw the can ball. Can throw the football, yeah. right? Absolutely. No, and, and it'll be interesting to see if Chip Kelly tries to either trade up to get Geno Smith. I think he used Michael or, Vick. Well, you can use him, but you can also Geno Nick Smith. Nick Foles. Nick Foles will probably be gone because he won't work in Chip Kelly's system because he's not as he's not mobile enough. But if he moves up to get Geno Smith, I think they're like third or fourth pick or, or something, fourth or fifth. Yeah, because if, if you was get Geno Smith, he was a late, you can run a, the hell out of the ball with Geno Smith. Would have been a second rounder. But now this this brings him back into the fold. Yeah. A young guy who haven't taken taken a lot of concussions. 
This brings him back into the well, mix. What that offense? He, he got. broke incredible. He had incredible numbers in college. He, he just got forgotten. Good. I know. He, he was a Heisman, he was a Heisman tro- early in the year. He threw for nine thousand yards in a game this year. Quam last sports talk. We're gonna take a break. What are we gonna get into? Look, Cindy, you got any baseball going on? Spring training is right Spring around the corner. Spring training right around the corner. Eight dollar tickets. Eh. Oh, we got, we gonna get tickets. We also got a new PD, PD list out what's by the, Miami. What's PD list? Performance enhancing drugs. Oh, give me some. We out. <laughs> give me some. <laughs> <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now some of you might still be in that place. Trying to get out. <laughs> Just follow me. Hey, we back. Welcome back to the show. This is our last segment. We do got a uh, we do got Deborah Debris online. She is sick for real. That was funny. Uh, Alex <laughs> in the studio. We, we yeah, this sick. isn't the dog ate my homework type thing. This is you know. No, this is. And we're really appreciate pr- appreciative of the fact that you kept your germs not. Yeah, yeah like I said, I actually care about you guys. So you know. And so are you saying that. Alex doesn't? Well, I said the possibility existed, so, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I can't speak for Alex. Don't hate uh, Alex. on my raspy, sexy voice, okay, Deborah? This is that, yeah, we started out talking about the sexy voice. Thank yeah, you. I told you his voice is like Peter Brady. Y'all watch the Brady Bunch. When yeah. What are you trying to say? Way, if I call that's somebody, they go, yes, sir, can I help you? Yeah. Oh, wow, you're right. Yeah, that's that's a different voice. That's the different yeah. voice type. <laughs> hey, hey, Deborah, we were talking about the tattoos. What do you think about tattoos on uh, quarterbacks? I really don't care who has tattoos or where they are as long as they can play. I think it goes back to the same conversations we've had before is what they do, you know, in their own life is up to them. And unless, you know, the tattoos are actually restricting his ability to throw the ball, then who cares? Yeah, I think the media makes more of it because anyway, when you say restricted, the first thing I thought about was the media will make more about his tattoos than him. It's just a tattoo to him, not not just a tattoo because it means you, something. It means something. I, I don't know. Absolutely. Are, how about but how about this? If if you we were talking about marketable quarterbacks, faces of franchises, right? There are no faces of franchises. Yeah, quarterbacks like that that have tattoos. 
So, they, if, they, so mark from a marketing standpoint, visible tattoos. Right, right. People but, that are people that are ignorant of what tattoos really stand for and mean, it could be looked at as thuggish. It could be looked at as as non clean. You know, I mean, non clean. You it could be looked have, at as dirt. I mean, you don't, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, though, I do. That mar- from a marketing standpoint, it, they're blemishes on the on the uh, mural that you're trying to market. Or That's from what, a marketing standpoint, it shows that he's an individual. Which yeah, is not there are no individuals and teams though. The marketing standpoint and bust it out and actually you know have uh, use it to you know make advantage. it part of the marketing rather yep. than trying to hide him you know from using it because marketing hasn't worked that way with quarterbacks in NFL history. Well, that's why well, he no, up- But there's a lot of things that haven't worked in the past that uh, you know are changing. I don't see him in uh, Indianapolis. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He's not that guy for Indianapolis. San Francisco is a that's the most liberal uh, place you could go with. Oakland. With, Oakland, uh, Oakland. No, I don't see him. I, well, yeah, he's in Oakland. I see him as an Oakland guy. But uh, my point is, people make so much about the tattoo and how they look, and forget about this guy can play football. This guy, what, and, and one of the things I mentioned, like, what if he turns out to be one of the greatest quarterbacks ever? That's yeah, that's a stretch. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. But he has tattoos. What, what are you gonna put? Some people, somebody's gonna make a put him in a slot where he was good, but he had tattoos on. We just couldn't market him enough. That goes yeah. back to a personal thing. You. We can't market ourselves anyway. Look how many times Chad uh, Johnson got fined because all he was doing was marketing himself. Mm-hmm. The NFL couldn't do it, so they fined him. Because he's a I, diva. I mean, because receivers are different. They're a different breed, in my opinion. I mean, look at T.O. and Randy Moss and all these guys. It's I think it's different. Quarterbacks are is the innate leader That's because it's one quarterback, offense. and it's three receivers at a time sometimes on the field, yeah. and everybody wants the ball. Look It'll at, be, give me the damn ball, yeah. Keyshawn Johnson. We'll find out what happens if San Francisco wins the Super Bowl, how many... Because uh, I mean, he, he, he's not a bad looking dude. Like how many uh, endorsements? Uh, yeah, and uh, magazine covers and Uh-oh. things that he gets That'll that show off other things, or if they'll shy away from it. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Somebody gonna find a way to take his shirt off and, and have him and let him win the Super Bowl because he'll probably be Super Bowl MVP. And then yeah, and then and then the the uh, mod- the the thing will be uh, the new the new NFL quarterback or something like that. No, I if think, they market it positively, I think no. I don't think the problem is with the with him and his tattoos. I think the problem is with the marketing people not wanting to take chances. Bold, go for it. That's if, why if you I'm get a into the business. Person, you get into business to take chances. I am a marketing person. I would take. I mean, that's a str- you know, he's a unique individual I, and he's a talented individual. I, I think take it's it the, and uh, run with it. I don't even. I go even further as far as the marketing people because sometimes they're on a string, so they can't do a whole lot. Wow. Um, I think it's the owners. I, yeah. I really believe it's the owners. They want their. But team. they want him there. The owners got him there in the first place. Use him. Yeah. Well, it's easy to say if you win the Super Bowl, you keep the quarterback. Depending it's, on no matter what he looks like. The more you win, the more easy your uh, from in, in an owner's perspective because yeah, that's just cash. It, it, owners are thinking about business. They're Fortune 500. They're thinking about that's a billion dollar company. They're thinking about. He's a good kid. He's got a good story. He's <clears> marketable. <throat> Let me tell you guys that um, at the end of the year, there's 17 million tickets sold in, in a football game. So think about that money and the marketability you, you have. you got people coming to these games, and they coming to see him, and they coming to see that running game. Uh, they come to watch that defense play, yeah. those li- uh, linebackers. Those, they probably got the best. That's why I say the Super Bowl is well, yeah, so Patrick good. Willis is the best linebacker in the NFL. Yeah, and look at that, uh, look at that second And Alden third. Smith, I mean, they, that front line is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, But then you look at what San Francisco has been like since Steve Young has retired. There's been no electricity in that stadium. It's been boring football. Because yep. Steve Young was—I mean, he was a half running, he was a third of a running quarterback. But you have, but there hasn't been the electric nature of football that is everywhere now in that stadium. I can still think about San Francisco, and, and my mind will go right to before Steve Young. 
it go to Bill Walsh and those guys. I, I, that's well, what I remember. It's right. Tom Rathman, Roger Craig, um, Taylor, and and Rice. I, I remember. Yeah, those but guys. it's not Patrick Ramsey and uh, O'Connor or, or uh, O'Donnell or these quarterbacks that they've run through. Alex Smith has been sat and started and sat and started forty six times since he's right. been drafted. Al so, Smith should never went back there. They didn't want him. They tried to get rid of him. They tried to trade him. They tried to get Peyton Manning. He goes back because he had no place to go. And now you're saying he could be a Cardinal because of Bruce Arian. Most most coaches are good at training and building If they can draft that offensive tackle from Texas a look, lot of things have to happen. The Arizona Connors can't afford to go even and get another quarterback. They can't afford to do something like that because they got two that they didn't take time to grow. I don't even know who the quarterback coach is in Arizona for the Cardinals. But now they got a whole new staff. Staff is entirely different. So I can't believe they let Ray Horton go. They, I can't ask the Cardinals. I can believe that. Well, you, you think <laughs> really? that defense? They're a top whatever defense in the NFL. Seven. Yeah. So, why would you let? Why would you not promote that dude? Keep the defense. I think, cultivate the offense. Bring in an offensive coordinator. They should never interview him as a head coach. But I think that was out of respect. So once he didn't get the head coaching job, he, I'm I'm more impressed of how Cleveland's going to look with the offensive oh, yeah. coordinator North and, Turner. and then mm-hmm. and Ray Orton as the defensive coordinator. Yeah. I'm impressed yeah. with that team going to look. It'll be interesting what their draft looks like. Yeah. Deborah, you still there? You just yes, sir. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hack, hack, hack. Oh, uh, well, yeah, really? How's um cricket doing? I know cricket is a. Uh, it sounds all autism. I know she went out to Chicago. She had some uh, family uh, issues. Yeah, we did have. You did I texted you and let you know that her father passed away? Right. How's she doing in family? Um, okay. Um, the funeral is Friday, and she's doing you know as well as she can. It's like most things, having been through it a whole bunch of times myself, that. You know, when everybody's around you, um, you do what you need to do and you get things done. It's after the funeral's over and everybody goes away that it gets really hard. Yeah. I, I, I you know, concur ho- with that. Yeah, hopefully this charity thing that we're doing, um, we have a lot of events coming up. Hopefully that this will soothe her a little bit uh, quicker than, than than naturally it would. And Same. Deborah and I are going to... And, and it will be, but uh, to Deborah's to point, it is when you by yourself, that's when it hits you. Mm-hmm. I know my mom passed away. It... it I had to come back and play, so my my season dropped, and I didn't. I really wasn't a guy who really believed that I can change the two, not think about it. But you actually do. So when she's by herself, she's going to be thinking about that because she was closer to dad. Cindy, you were close with your dad. I was really close to my dad. It's been almost two years now, and I still struggle when I'm alone. When I thank goodness I have my daughter, and maybe I'm hoping that that happens with her. Um, because with my daughter, with her special needs, and I'm sure she goes through the same thing, you can't be as emotional as you'd like to be. You kind of have to compartmentalize a little bit, and it almost helps to some extent because you're able to... It's good to have a good cry. You just got to cry. Let it all out. Well, one of the things that's good is she had the opportunity to, you know, speak with him and be with him and that, so it wasn't, you know, he's gone, and then it's like, here's all the things I wish I would have said. Um, And one of the things as friends that I, I know is that oftentimes people don't know how to act around you when you've had somebody that's passed away. So they don't say anything or they just try to help out and do nice things where the best thing is is to give the person an opportunity to just talk. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, it's like talk therapy. It just helps to get things out. Well, we, um, well, we'll keep her in our prayers, I'll tell you that much. Absolutely. And um, I guess when she gets back in town, we'll reach out to her. we got a minute left. Cindy, what we got going on with the... We are gearing up for the 2013 NFL Alumni Arizona Chapter Charity Golf Classic. It's going to be Monday, March 11th at the Legacy Golf Resort in Phoenix. And it's benefiting the NFL Alumni Incorporated and uh, Phoenix-based, yeah, Phoenix-based youth charities. Um, the winning team also gets uh, a trip to Orlando 
to play in the um, Super Bowl, of, Super Bowl golf. of golf at, at a shingle resort, golf resort. And Disney. Yeah, in Disney, Orlando, Florida, shingle golf resort. It's, it's a great event. Uh, the winner of that gets the Super Bowl ring, which is fun. I, it's it escaped me about four times for some reason. For other, for other, it's other possible? people's fault, right? It's always. Yeah, because you shoot 16 under every round, so. No, about 15. Yep. No, and I've already talked to a couple of people who said they are going to win. Yeah. So well, it's going to be competitive. It, it, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it got a lot of people. I was out last night in Scottsdale, but there's a lot of people out there. They said they was going to get involved with it. So. If you want it, more information, uh, shoot me an email at cindy.klf at gmail.com. Spell Cindy for them so they know which way to spell it. C-I-N-D-Y dot K-L-F, as in Frank, at gmail.com. As in foundation. As in Kwame Lasseter <laughs> Foundation. Uh, we got to get out of here. <laughs> Alex, real quick. We out of here. Lakers. Lakers, okay. Cindy, anything? Spring training. Spring training. I'm headed up to API, training these guys, these draft picks. And uh, Deborah, any last words? We, we, uh, well, no, I was just uh, happy I'm back out uh, working with... Uh, South Mountain Community College men's golf team again. So they won first uh, in nationals last year. So been been with them for three years. Well, let me know if they need me, but I, you know, I get them. <laughs> All right, this is Kwamla Sports Talk. We'll see you guys next week. for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.